Ew. <laughs> no, I'm going to throw up. Uh, six, seven, eight. All right. La, 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 la. I still, I don't see any, any decibel meter action on my side. I know, but then stop recording and see right. if it worked. I'm going to stop recording and see if it worked. We're live. Hey. Another week. What uh, we're on episode episode eight. I don't know. I have no honestly, idea. yeah, honestly, so. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't even know what day it is. I haven't known the date since uh, March of 2020. Oh, no one has. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here. We're live. We're recording. Uh, Jordan's in the house, and we've also got my good friend Stedman in the house. Howdy. Can't wait. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> Can't wait for you guys to get to know um, Stedman here. I guess we'll do like a little bit of uh, time travel, but Stedman, when did you and I meet? When did you roll into Salt Lake City for the first time? Uh, so I rolled into Salt Lake City was April 2017. Um, I came there to go to the V school, like the, the full stack JavaScript course. Um so that's that's about right when we linked up. Yeah, was it April two thousand seventeen? Yep. And then I, uh, as soon as I graduated from the full stack course, I jumped over, or I did waited three months and then jumped over to did the UX design course under you. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, and I think you were one of the first cohorts um, when I showed up. Yeah, I remember. I remember clear as day sitting in that brick, that old brick <laughs> building on campus, and I remember Stedman walking in. And I thought, here comes, here comes trouble. This guy, <laughs> this guy. Oh. Yeah. Um, so you studied front end web development, mm-hmm. a full stack, I guess, technically. Um, yeah. And then turned around and decided um, there's something to this user experience design thing. And you went and studied that tool that as well too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, I like uh, to say I drank the UX Kool-Aid. You, you did. sold your we, soul. Yeah, we were pushing well, it, pushing it pretty hard. Well, it came it, to me. It was um, UX. So, like, I for me, the re- one of the reasons why I went into coding was like it was a lifelong hobby for me. Like back in 1998, and when I was in ninth grade, um, we had like this week all long class and a communications uh, class, and it was like, hey, learn to build a website. So I ended up doing that, and then I was like, dude, this is actually fun. So like, lifelong has been a hobby. Even when I was downrange in Iraq, like uh, we didn't have like a px or anything on we're on a little combat outpost and so like didn't even have internet really so i just pull out my laptop and just code up little websites if i wasn't out on patrol or just something to do you know um but so when i went to ux design it um there was something about it that changed i feel like for me it changed the way i want to code or just changed the way i code in general and now it's to the point where i take a uh, when i when i interview with a company and they give me like a coding test or something like that I have trouble because they, it's definitely developers or, or engineers that give, you know, design this uh, or put up this coding test. And so it's like, Hey, design this, you know, um, you know, uh, what is it that range? Dang, I'm forgetting the name of it now, but, uh, the, the 
range bar. Slider. Probably gonna have to edit this part. Yeah, slider. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> do a slider, and then so for me, it's just kind of like, man, I just why would I ever code it like this in the first place? You know, like I want to have my hover states, I want to have all these other things. I need system status. It's like, why would I even ever put a single line of code down before I even like thought this all the way through? Because if I just put it on here, is this really even usable? You know, or how many yeah. people can use this? How many can't? You know. Yeah. So for me, UX design changed the way I even look at code or even try to like approach code in the first place. So that's why oh, I say I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I wish all of my, my developers think like that, but I wish every developer thought like that. Like, I think yeah. that that's like so valuable. That's so cool. And that's the thing too, that I think that um, I've loved the, in the last four or five years, I've noticed that I don't know, developer, like somebody, somebody that like takes an idea and like develops it into like a real thing. Right. Like, I don't know, even the term developer is like an undersell for me. Like I noticed that when I worked at companies that called them engineers there, mm -hmm. it was implied that you are solving problems. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You're solving real problems. There's a lot more that goes on outside of code um, <laughs> outside of, you know, all of those things. So I love, I love that we've kind of transitioned away from that even just as an industry in the last five or six years. Um, I don't know. I can't remember last time Spiff called somebody a developer, which is yeah. really cool. And I like that it's not unique now because like designers, I, and that was the first thing, Jordan, that I noticed about Stedman. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy has so many questions. Um, <laughs> like nonstop, not in a bad way at all. But every time he learned something, and the thing that he learned immediately splinters into four dozen questions that's um, great that is a thought, good way to be that does that sounds like a designer right like that sounds yeah. like a designer or yeah more more like an engineer mm -hmm. um so the fact the fact now that you've landed yourself i mean official title right like you're a design systems engineer well yeah i'm a software engineer and i'm on the design systems pod um so perfect yeah, yeah that's and so awesome it's, yeah, literally. Uh, yeah, the the yeah. So I work for Classy dot uh, org now, which just got bought uh, bought by GoFundMe. But um, they're definitely stepping up um, and like you know they're forming up an actual design system team and getting behind that the whole the whole thing behind design system. So uh, we're definitely shaping that up. But that's that's what I love about it, is I'm actually getting to be able to be in the engineering world and also it's like I definitely have my foot over in the design world as well. I'm meeting with them and we're definitely going back and forth and and everything. So it's definitely keeps me in both camps. Um, so. Man, I bet they, I bet that design team loves you. <laughs> I'm not yet. Cause I'm, I'm definitely holding myself back because first foremost, I'm an engineer. And right. so like, for me, I don't, the way I do things, I like to make sure that I'm learning my stuff in and out. I don't like to just like, Oh, you know, cause like, you know, being a developer engineer, you can just take a package and then, you know, learn how to code it up or, or you don't even have to learn how to code it. You just make it work, plug and play, you know, um, mm -hmm. just get things put together. So that I actually like to know how things work to me. It's a tool. Any package I use, it's a tool. Um, so like right now I'm still mentally just drilling, drilling down on trying to understand not just the, the coding system that we're using and everything else, but understanding what our design system is. Like I, you know, if I believe it on a design system, you know, it needs to be treated as a product. And mm -hmm. so now I'm trying to understand mm -hmm. my product in and out, trying to find out also where, you know, where I can also kind of help out with like UX concerns and stuff like that. So beautiful. That's awesome. I don't know. That's I talk exciting. a lot when I get excited, y'all. So like, that no, probably yeah, means nothing. No, so. this is perfect. You're in, you're in the right place for people who talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit before we, before we um, get more specific and kind of drill down a little bit, um, maybe help people understand the, that gap, right? So the gap between um, boot camp and uh, 
first job? I know you had a couple stops, um, but maybe give people a, a feel for what it was like to uh, to kind of hack your way to where you are now. Um, you said you said you told me you'd made it. You know, like you told me this is it. It's the real one. Like you're here. Um, yeah. We don't have to get like too specific or anything, but what'd you learn at a high level in the last? I mean, how many years was it? A year or two, right? That you were trying to like bridge that gap. Yeah. So, and for me, like, I definitely did. I, w- I feel like I went a different route than like, say, like what the, what V school or what the boot camps try to do, which is like, get you done with the training and then just flood the market with your resume and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely held on to V school for a long time because I just want, I knew that I needed to grow in design and, and stuff like that. So for me, like getting done with my, you know, boot camp training or whatever else, I immediately just held on to what I knew I was getting some value from and, and everything else tried to like stay in that community and, and, and keep growing looking back, I honestly kind of think maybe I should have just jumped into getting a job, you know, a real job right off the bat, you know, cause honestly this long, this has been a long, pretty bumpy road. <laughs> but, uh, um, when it, things got serious it was probably about right, about right about a year ago, probably about mm-hmm. June last year. Um, there was an opportunity that came up for it with a startup out of California and it was for a uh, UX designer and front end developer role. And so that was my first, you know, jumping into the real, real stuff. And of course it was early, early stage startup. So, I definitely learned a lot from there, but at the same time, I also, um, I really had a, I don't know what you call it. Like, um, yeah, I really, yeah. I don't know if they call it humbling experience, but I really felt like a failure about half the time, um, mm. and everything else. And it was really like, Holy crap. I really should, uh, maybe I should have come into this with a little bit more knowledge, more experience that way coming into the startup thing. But there's definitely a lot of surprises there coming in. Like also think, yeah, uh, I'm definitely rambling on, so you're probably gonna have to edit all this. But like jumping no into way. it, I learned a lot about what design is and mm-hmm. the differences between UX design, UI design, and all these things that I didn't truly understand as a designer. Um, and then I also understood that there's also like this other world behind like developing and like in, you know engineering an actual app and everything yeah. else. And so from there, it was a constant fight. Obviously, I'm also trying to like a, you know um, you know the pandemic, you know the light, you know. Yeah. Uh, I got hit hard with the pandemic and, and just the fallout from all that. And so it's definitely been a struggle trying to climb back, you know, back up to normal, but, uh, or just, you know, just financially recover from everything over the last couple of years. And so the, the startup, it was very fast paced, but then, um, obviously with startup things happen. And then, um, I started looking for like the real time job stuff, you know, the big ones and, um, yeah, classy came across my radar and then jumping on with them. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I just keep learning more and more. I'm definitely getting farther away from your question, though. By the way, so not at all. No, you nailed it. You landed <laughs> landed right where I, where I thought you would. So yeah, Completely you talk about no, no, no. You talk about uh, feeling like a failure. Welcome to the tech world. So right, <laughs> yeah. I remember one of my coworkers was like when I was interviewing with Domo. Once I got hired, they were like, "If you don't feel like you are going to get fired in the first six months because you don't know what you're doing." then you're not doing something right. Like you need to kind of feel like you're on your toes like all the time. And I'm like, well, it's been a year or so and I still feel this way. So I don't think that you're alone in feeling that at all. Yeah. I think I'm starting to get that validated through other people too. It's like, yeah, yeah this is kind of like a somewhat of a normal thing. I'm not the only yes. one feeling like this. So. Oh, yeah. it's 100% normal guaranteed. Um, yeah, onboarding. You you mentioned to me. You texted me a couple times and uh, uh, mentioned that the onboarding experience, especially fully remote like this, um, new team, new structure, new product, new everything. I mean, um, what's that been like? How many times have you uh, thought about throwing in the towel? <laughs> 
haven't honestly, I haven't thought about throwing in the towel, but it's definitely been like, it's definitely made me think, dude, what am I, you know, um, it's definitely been different, um, mm -hmm. than, you know, getting a job and then, you know, going into work with everybody every day. Um, the startup, uh, that first startup I was talking about, you know, of course I started up with them and the whole thing was completely remote. I still haven't met them in person mm -hmm. yet. Um, so that was kind of, it was a different way of trying to make, you know, it's not just about making friends, but it's about this is a team. How do I fit in here? How, how can I take and definitely communicate with these people and understand, you know, who my audience is when I'm talking and stuff like that. Right. Um, can you repeat your question? I'm definitely forgetting where I was going. Just onboarding. I mean, what's it, what's it been like, you know, yeah. like you said, this is the first quote unquote real job. What, what's the head count? What's the yeah. head count over there? What's the size of the company? Uh, I think it was a few hundred folks and then okay. GoFundMe bought us up and I think they had close to a thousand eight hundred or a thousand or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the onboarding thing um, has definitely just, it's been, again, like uh, what Jordan was saying too, like getting onboarding, I like, I was just the whole thing of like, dang, I'm probably going to get fired here soon. I have no <laughs> idea what the hell I stepped into, um, all this other right. stuff like that. Um, and then I start finding, talking to, you know, start talking to like my managers and stuff like that, find out, hey, look, you're, you're just onboarding. We plan on this to take for like an extended period of time. And I, I was like, that. really, you're planning on that long for me to learn all this stuff? Okay. So, yeah. you know. And plus I'm a software engineer one. So that gives me even more chances to like ask questions left and right. So, mm -hmm. um, so to me, it's, it's happy. I mean, I haven't thought about throwing in the towel yet. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's just a learning experience, I guess. So. Yeah, no, I yeah. love that point of view. Sorry, Logan. Um, I love it because it's like, I feel like when you're young and you're starting out in your career and you just want to get in and feel like, you know, everything, but I like that you said, I can ask a lot of questions cause you're a software engineer one, which I'm assuming that's kind of like a base level job. Mm -hmm. And so you, there's nowhere to go up, right? It's like, you can't ask the wrong questions. It's good to ask questions. You don't need to know everything. So I like that. Yeah, if I'm a level two, they're going to expect me to know all this stuff. So I'm like, no, I'm going to ask questions, yeah. you know, I'm going to keep going, man. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like, I was going to say, I like the expectation setting too, on the part of classy. Um, mm -hmm. I remember the first week or two, I mean, maybe it was like a month. I remember I contracted for Spiff at first and I thought there is no way that I'm ever going to be able to wrap my head around what this product does. <laughs> And why? And uh, I felt just I felt like an absolute idiot daily for a couple of weeks there, and then I finally kind of vented to my boss, um, and he said, "It took me," he said, "It took me six months to get my feet under me," um, and that was when wow. he was. It was early, early too. Like he he said, it, it took it took me six months for for me to fully grasp um, everything that that goes on in the product. So. He just said, take your time and, uh, and it'll come to you, which is cool. So if yeah. nobody sets that expectation for you, man, you're, you're in for a, a world of hurt. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I'm at right now is just being, now I'm like, I'm starting to really, that's really starting to land with me. So I'm just being completely vulnerable and just like saying, okay, you know, I've got this long time to take and ask questions and learn things. And it, like, it, I'm now understanding that it does take literally six months or something like that, or even longer just to understand part of a system, much less, you know, some big you know system you know big you know, or, uh, thing has like multiple multiple apps and everything else you know right it's, it's right. very big so but uh, yeah. going back to kind of what you know kind of about what jordan was where we were talking about just a second ago to me i kind of also like i kind of one of the things that i did bring from the military i guess over to this i guess is like and that's why i don't feel like i try to throw in the towel or get to that point but it's um 
you know, it's just like when you come on board and everything else, Hey, I want to hurry up. I want to be able to do my stuff. I want to know my stuff, show all, you know, show that I know my stuff, be part of the team and everything else. And then there's that fear of like, you know, constantly being fired or I, I, I wasn't ever fearful of being fired, but it's just like, uh, no, but like but people are going to find you out. Right. People are going to be like, Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah. But for me, it was also kind of like, it's also this kind of, the, you know, for me, it was kind of, it feels almost normal to like the military kind of thing. Cause I guess um, in the military, if you go through any, like um, for the most part, any kind of like the, uh, the arduous military schools or anything like that, like the hard schools or anything. Like that. And then when you get to, you know, when you pass it, yeah, it's hard and everything else, but once you pass it, you're done, you know, mm-hmm. but that's not the real hard part. It's when the hard part comes when you actually get to the line unit and then you have to be accepted by your peers and then you have to be on, on by their standards every mm-hmm. day and everything else. And so, like, I feel like that felt like what this would kind of, I guess that made me feel better about things. Like, hey, I, I just got to get up to their level and everything else. I think that maybe put some pressure on me, I guess. But that's definitely why I don't get, you know, think about throwing in the towel. It's just, you just got to work at it, keep going. So, yeah. yeah. And do you think that's why, um, I mean, we talked about this before, like how much uh, when you, when you come across like a situation or a scenario, like you and I have both, we've talked about how much recon you like to do. Um, <laughs> Do you think that, I mean, that's obviously coming from your military experience, but how is that, how has that uh, served you? I'm assuming that's why you ask why so often and you poke holes in so many things, right? Um, maybe it's something you could help us understand a little bit, like that military background and how it's led you to, I don't know, prepare, ask so many questions, dig in. So I think honestly, my military background, like the way I say it and I relate it and everything else, I think that's probably just it's probably going to be a farthest stretch of anything, but that's just the way I personally can make things relate in my life, I guess. But like, Mm -hmm. so my military history, I guess, like uh, when I was in the army, I was a scout, which um, best thing to explain a scout is just kind of, you know, they just try to find the enemy and they're just gathering intelligence and everything else, passing that up to the, you know, battlefield commander so they can make decisions, you know, how do we attack this objective or whatever else, you know? So you're just constantly trying to search for information, intelligence and everything else. And, coming out of the military as a scout, you know, especially somebody like combat arms or something like that, there's really not much in the civilian world that really trend that transfers into. And mm-hmm. so I definitely, when I got out, I definitely bounced around. I mean, I'd worked for the state, I worked federal and stuff like that. And it's just, honestly, for me, my whole life was just literally trying to fit myself into a square, you know, do the whole square peg and a round hole thing. And it mm-hmm. just wasn't working out. Um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, there's probably things that probably was helpful and I just didn't notice, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. But like once I got to this and everything else, it's like um, like we're talking about the breaking through the wall thing or whatever else. Like um, initially what brought me into the tech field was like a buddy of mine. He was he was a scout in my unit and uh, um, he ended up posting something on Facebook about needing some coding help. I said, dude, what are you doing? You know, like I didn't know you were into this. And he told me mm-hmm. he was in a boot camp. So I just I haven't messed with coding in years. So I ended up just throwing him some code and helping him out. And so to me, I look at him as the one that like, to me, he was the first one through the wall. And then like, when I decided this is what I want to do, um, I just threw everything in and then it became an, an objective for me. Like now mm. someone's already been through the wall. Now it's my job to get through and make the, the hole in the wall bigger so other people can get through. And wow. so for me, I turned everything into like this objective. Um, and t- tell me if I'm straying from the, the question, nope. man. Like, Don't even worry about straying. Stray, stray all you want, man. This is perfect. Okay. Yeah, I think I keep like, I want to keep on track on this track of like, going through the wall and how you're like helping people come through it. Because that has to do with like your military experience and how you're kind of tying the two into like your professional world and like, just your experience, right? I like that. Yeah. 
and so from there is obviously the another i mean the only the two big things that really came from the military that really helped me out was just the the military especially um in, in my mos there's two words that were pretty big was a uh, perseverance and adversity you know just being able to you know understand what yeah. adversity is in my life and then have the perseverance to you know push through it you know so like it was definitely a new this wasn't going to be an easy journey at all mm -hmm. um i was gonna have to uproot um everything and come to salt lake and everything else i had family that really weren't you know in the best of health and everything else so it's just mm -hmm. like hey i just gotta go do it yeah so the perseverance for me came into play really like when i got up there everything's cool but you know going through the the full stack program and everything else but then um you know obviously it's like time to find the job and i didn't go down that normal path to just try to find a job immediately i hung around b school just trying to shape myself and that was another thing too from the military is like i had this objective i want my objective was i wanted to get into tech make a hundred thousand dollars so i can take care of mom and dad have move both of them into my place with me and take care of mom and dad that was my goal Gosh. you know um so i had this objective um yeah and then the adversity you know like you're you're there you're going through it all and then like right after the the full stack class uh, dad you know passes away like right yeah. before ux and then right after ux like the uh doggone pandemic started you know and so it's uh everyone's got adversity everyone's got troubles in their life honestly so i don't think my stuff is that much different but it's just I had to just put my mind to it and just say, look, this just sucks. No matter how bad it is, I've got to get through the end of it. There's an objective at this. Life's just going to always throw stuff in my way anyway. So I just got to push, you know, mm -hmm. and it got down to the oh, point man. where I was literally living on a couch with my buddy's house for three months. I mean, I was living in my office for a few months um, in an abandoned building. I remember that. I, I'm, not saying abandoned, I'm not saying abandoned, but just no one's come around because of the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so lonely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you had, yeah. you had so many times, man, like I, uh, <laughs> being an observer, you know, I can't claim that I was actually like, you know, there with you for tons of it, but just being an observer and the times that you kind of let me in, I can't, uh, I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I thought I would have quit six months ago. I would have quit a year ago. This is where I would quit. This is where everyone should quit. <laughs> and you never quit. <laughs> Logan, are you just that's, telling him to quit? Are you not no. being a cheerleader? Well, see, that's no. that's the you're kind of right there, and that's the thing is like like um, like B school. Like, I definitely want to try to like help out with veterans and everything else, but I hate the idea that like some people say that that you know it's just this track. You know what I did was inspiring, or that I need to help inspire other people and everything else. But honestly, like yeah. I probably should have quit. There's you got to learn to <laughs> quit at some point. Like honestly, no, no. I had to learn to ask for help. I mean, that sounds funny, thing. but you that have to learn thing. when it's time to quit. Yep. So. Well, quit. I don't know. Can we can we draw a line there, maybe? Because I don't, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that I ever thought that you would actually quit. But I've seen yeah. you in the last three or four years since I've known you, man. The the ways that you've learned, I don't know. Yeah, to open up and ask for help. Um, I didn't know you before, but when I first met you, I mean that's that's new, right? Yeah, for the most part, man, it's 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 not easy at all, and it's definitely been tough, man. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember the first time we were sitting at lunch or something. I remember the first time I asked you about like where you came from, family and stuff, and you were like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah. We're a private not, people. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not so much anymore, right? We got you on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just another word private. It's just uh, I definitely don't. It's definitely been awkward about trying to talk about myself and everything else. Like I definitely find yeah. you guys more interesting. Like I feel like you guys could fill up like 
you guys have the knowledge I need to get where I need to go. So it's like, why am I talking when I need to hear what y'all need to say? (laughs) So, and then the last few years, that's been everybody I run into because the last few years has just been, that's it. I'm just on this objective. How can I get there? What, what can I learn from this person or whatever else? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's transition then. What's, what's the, I mean, now you're, you're there, right? Like, um, you're, you've got the, you've got your, you've got the salary you're hoping for. You're taking care of your mom. I know that that's been really important to you. Um, what's next? What's the objective now? So right now, like the big, now that I've got, and I'm only, only, I'm still fresh into like this new role, um, and everything else. So like the next steps is like to finish just the, um, finish the recovery phase. Like I'm just now finally in the position of actually trying to search for housing of my own and stuff like that. Um, and then there from there, it's like, literally I could finally try to start, you know, there's been people that, you know, help me out through all this. And I can try to finally get back to, you know, I'm finally getting clean with the house in the next few months and everything else. And then from there, it's like focusing on my growth and like how I can also like, like I talk about like, you know, trying to do a podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, try to get some other, get some other GIs into tech. So mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love that too. You <laughs> talked about not like wanting your story to feel like inspiring or whatever but I think it is like I really do think it's like helpful to hear where you're coming from like I think that people who listen to this hopefully will find some common ground with you and be like oh I can I can do it then right and so I would love to hear like how you want to help others even though you said you like don't really want to be an inspiration I know that like with the podcast or the YouTube channel that that is directly going to help others. I'd just love to hear mm-hmm. more about that. Um, I guess for right now, like I'm still trying to figure out my way because it's definitely like, um, I mean, I definitely came from, <laughs> I hate saying came from nothing, but like, because I think everyone comes from something. It's just what it all shapes us. But I mean, I definitely came from like the other side of the tracks, I guess. And mm-hmm. like, um, you know, like, I don't, can you ask your question again? Sorry. Yeah, I just want to know how you want to help others. And maybe we could piggyback to maybe maybe we could use this opportunity, Jordan, to talk about the gap that he's trying to address. Stedman, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's what I want to let, get. At. Let's talk about the help that people need. Why why do veterans need that help? Right. Let's talk about yeah. how they're how they're not being prepared um, in their transition from the cert from service. I don't want to yeah. call. I don't want to say the wrong thing, man. That's, from military yeah, service to like <laughs> being a civilian. Um, how, how are they not being prepared? How are they, we talked about how they're being prepared. We talked about the transition of like relevant skills, um, Mm -hmm. and the experience that you get and how that relates and how it's a natural fit in some ways with tech. Um, what, what's the gap you're trying to address where there's, uh, there's a lot of work to be done in educating veterans when they come out of the service. Um, so for me, and it's, I, I definitely think that like, so my experience of getting out of the army was of course, you know, back in 2010. So I don't know what all's changed from it, but pretty much it was basically, they sent you through a program. Like, I think there's some acronym called ACAP and it's just like, Hey, here's LinkedIn. Hey, go to job fairs or whatever else. It's a, definitely a mm-hmm. check the box. See you, you know, get out of here, mm-hmm. um, type thing. And then, then you're kind of on your own the way I've always kind of like, uh, yeah, they take your, take your uniform, take your battle buddy and they take your rifle and they, they send you on your way, you know, like they gave you all that when you, you know, you enlist and then now they're taking that when you leave. And so it's like, you're on your own. Um, I don't, when I, I guess I don't, like I said, I don't know what all's going on right now. I don't feel like that, you know, like, um, if anything, they're just trying to push like the GI bill and Hey, go to college, the the same typical type thing. Hey, you've already done four or six years over here. Now that you're, you know, middle age, go to college, you know, see if you can get into the workforce. Um, 
I think the big, but for me, the biggest thing that I'm trying to tackle, I guess, really is, um, you know, I don't want to try to get too down on things, but like, there's, there's definitely this thing in the veteran community, the 22 a day thing. There's, cause there's definitely like 22, you know, what they say is like 22 veterans uh, commit suicide a day or whatever. So my, oh my, my role in that, or my, my goal is to try to like a big part of that, I guess a big part of what I want to try to do with veterans, I guess, would try to serve my goal, trying to attack that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not just the war that, you know, veterans are committing suicide over and everything else. Like if they had better means of being able to take care of themselves back at home, like, you know, there's, we know that now that there's like a financial problem going on in this country, there's housing Mm -hmm. is out of control. Um, There's all sorts of things that make it so much harder for people to just literally pay bills, have a single family in my town right now. You cannot take and find a job unless you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. You can't find a job by yourself and be able to afford the rent in in town. There's just no way. Um, yeah. the, 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 the salaries aren't there. So I feel like to me, as it goes against the, like the, the whole thing of, you, you know, user experience and solving problems and everything else, I started to right. feel like, you know what? Um, yeah, they've got these demons or they've got all these things going on, but like, holy crap, they've also got to figure out how the hell to pay for rent, how to, you know, keep their cars from getting repoed and everything else. So to me, it was like, how can I solve those problems? And then maybe that can free up the monkey off their back or whatever it is so they can focus on coping with whatever else. And maybe that might take it down to 20 a day or 19 a day or whatever else. But to me, that's the big goal that I have is trying to like, hopefully in the end, lower, you know, my, my, my efforts is to try to lower that number. But you know, alongside that, I just really want a lot of GIs just trying to get into, you know, because going to a boot camp is just a natural way for us to learn. Yeah. You know, we, a lot of us, we get out and we use the GI Bill and go to college. I think, uh, I think it was like four or five years after the GI, uh, the GI Bill um, did this post 9-11 GI Bill. Um, I think they said like 80% of veterans that started using it drop out within the first like two or three semesters, you yeah. know, the drop out and fail. It's just, we're just not, I don't know if college is just not for us or anything like that, but there's just so many, you know, honestly, there's just, you look at the numbers, there's so many of us come out. We don't do good in college, you mm-hmm. know, uh, for whatever reason we might, we have families and everything else, who knows, you know? So, um, yeah. I think the boot camps are definitely aligned for it because it's a quick and, you know, invasive like course that you get done. Then you go out to the free world and get you a job. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the, 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 I think honestly, a lot of it is the combination of those, previously gained skills married with an accelerated program because people that struggle in boot camps are people that don't know how to work their asses off. And that is not the case for veterans. Um, So it's, it really like, I I love the way you said it, but it does seem like, like a perfect match because they come in and they're like, Oh, this is structured. It's fast. I'm getting the skills. Um, I'm in and I'm out. Getting the skills I need. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in and I'm out. Yeah. Well, that's uh, why, like, a lot of us went through military schools. Like, they send us TDY to some other schools. So, I mean, it's just kind of the thing, you know, like, a lot of us already been through something like that. But, yeah, I mean, just kind of the seems like normal, (laughs) you know, so normal way to learn. (laughs) This is easy, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember going, I don't know if I told you this, but I went to my buddy's, uh, I went to his graduation from boot camp at Pendleton. Um, He graduated from the Marines, uh, and I just couldn't believe. The intensity. I mean, I was terrified. I thought I was going to get in trouble. I walked in the wrong places and talked too, spoke too loudly, and wore the wrong things. I was wearing this really obnoxious hoodie that was covered in like clouds, like a cloud print hoodie. Oh my gosh! Just, I just thought, man, this is embarrassing. I'm an embarrassment to America right now. Um, 
anyway i wouldn't say you're an embarrassment to america but there's probably five or six of the instructor cadre that were probably talking about you at some point yes Yes. (laughs) oh my gosh they're like did you see this guy in the cloud sweatshirt (laughs) probably (laughs) we need to get him out (laughs) he's gotta go i guarantee it i guarantee it oh Oh, man yeah i uh go ahead jordan no you're good you can go I honestly don't know if I had anything to say. I'm oh, just okay. reeling from the embarrassment of my uh, cloud, cloud hoodie that I think I still have somewhere. Oh my gosh. Let's not revisit oh. that. Yeah. Let's do it. What's up? Oh, a few episodes back, y'all did something like an embarrassing work mistake or something oh, like yeah. that. What was the title? Yeah. Just, what, what my was life. The, just Jordan's life. What was, work fails. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Like a moment where you had failed miserably at something at work. So I definitely have a fail where it probably could have created an international crisis. Oh um, no, like let's literally. hear it. Can we hear it? Yeah. So after I got out of the army, um, I think it was a few months later, I got a federal job working. Uh, I got um, oh, a federal job out in El Paso at Fort Bliss. I was working operations out there. Um, I'm, just, you know, like base operations and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's nothing. It's just base operations, you know. Okay. Like, so oh, um, every day, like our, our shift, like uh, we'd have to come in and like uh, there's like this mass notification system that we had. And so we'd come in and just run a test on it, you know, make sure everything's working. Well, right. there's always some they, they have some uh, like they had this list. And this is, of course, user experience all the way, you know, because they had this list of 120 something predefined messages. So it's like you choose a message and then you're going to send it out basically through email or whatever else to your team or whatever else they get the message. And, and, you know, you know, the system's working. So I always sent out because my dad, he was also uh, he was a Vietnam veteran. and He had Agent Orange. So there was this Agent mm-hmm. Orange message that was on there and said, uh, Agent Orange alert. If you if your ears are turning purple and something else, some sort of oh, goo, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. Report Gosh. to the nearest hospital or, or, or military base or something like that. Yeah. Going through this thing uh, and I had done it 100 times over. I somehow ended up clicking something wrong. Well, it went to the entire distro list. Well, it's not just to the, all. It doesn't call. It's not just emails. It's phones, text, emails, blackberries, um, oh, no. to everybody that is on base, commanders, everything. And oh, it's not no. just here. It's White Sands missile range. Um, and it's not even just that. It's the loudspeakers as well on the base. Like when there's an alert or something like that, like tornado or get down, get down. No. It went out. Oh over my that. gosh. Yeah. No. And it was the Agent Orange one. <laughs> Yep. The oh, one with your, no. your ears turning purple or something like that. Was, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's terrifying. I, I thought that you That's were about so to terrifying. admit. I thought that Stedman <laughs> was about to admit that he had been the person that sent that the message to Hawaii. The yep. Hawaii one. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I want to know. As soon as that Hawaii one went off, I started trying to look, and I'm pretty sure that it's the same ad hoc system that we were using. And that's why I was thinking, okay, maybe somebody else made the same mistake that of I course, did. So yeah, this is like, yeah. obviously, you don't have need a list of 120 predefined messages given to someone like me. No. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you had the same experience as that person. You have to. We have to find that person, <laughs> and do. you two have to talk. We need to start on a our show. Yeah. Yes, we need it. Seriously. <laughs> of course, they're probably they're probably in witness protection somewhere. Oh yeah, they don't <laughs> want to be known. <laughs> Man, I can't believe yeah. you had the, the exact same experience. But it was cool to see, like, I mean, first of all, it was cool to see that it was not real um, <laughs> and that it was just like a, a clumsy, a clumsy thumbsy. Um, yeah. But after that, yeah, the fact, the fact that everyone used it as a vehicle to promote better design, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like better what information architecture and, and things like that and those legacy yeah. systems. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'm glad. I, I'm glad that you live in failure with us. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, what was the, I mean, what was the what was the aftermath of that like? 
Besides, like throwing Sheer up panic. everywhere. Yeah. 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 Like, well, to me, I started. It's I know, on the on the on the UI. I noticed the scroll or this. I noticed this. It's I started. It started filling up. It something was different than normal, and I started oh, no. seeing this number slowly like cl- climbing up. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Oh God, no. <laughs> so immediately, I called our chief over, and I was like, dude, I just did. I stopped it, or I, I, I did what I thought to stop it, and I think it was still it's going like again. what it had in the queue. No. Yeah, it still had no. like some left in the queue that yeah. So we ended up having to just take and do like a message saying that was a failed test or something like that. But I didn't get in any trouble or anything. Yeah. Not a single, wow. not a shred of paperwork. Wow. Yeah. That's good. That's really <laughs> yeah. good. That is really good. Holy yeah. smokes. Oh my goodness. Um, that's incredible. Wow. There goes my security clearance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you care. Not I'm not going to use it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not using it at uh, Classy? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh man. I love that you want to everything that you've kind of talked about is kind of encompassing this idea of building a community for people like you and I am mm. I love that. I think that that is what really helps people especially like in the mental health space is having people that they can find like common ground with. I know I said that before, but just like not being alone. Right. And so I think that is really, really admirable. I think that that is awesome. I really hope you start a YouTube channel or a podcast. I think there's such a need there. And I just think that this conversation has been great. So I just want to thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess another like educational thing, again, piggybacking off of Jordan, Jordan's on a roll tonight. Um, I haven't even talked. Uh, what are you talking about? You're just you're just on point, man. Nah. I, I love it. Okay. Just take the freaking compliment. Nah. Um, <laughs> Stedman, what can uh what can the layman, like what can civilians do? Um I don't know. How how can we help? How can we avoid pitfalls and uh I don't know. You mentioned earlier like th- things that you'd rather not talk about. We we don't have to like poke and prod um how how do you feel like veterans in general would hope to be treated by people like jordan and i that that want to help but aren't sure how to i don't know um what can we what can we do for you guys um i don't know because again it goes down to the you know for me like honestly i i really don't know because like the the space that i'm in like the mental space that i'm in at this like for the longest time is like i just don't really want to be a veteran anymore but like that was one of the things i wanted to get into this where i could literally forget about being a veteran or just i didn't have to deal with it but then start getting into it and again there's like i realized there's a use here like it's and and you know um so i don't know how to like Hmm. uh, for me it might how to deal with veterans like my stuff's going to be skewed i just honestly in my opinion i think like veterans aren't like this big noble glorious thing you know mm. like just let us be normal um yeah. you know and i know that's i don't think that's like in the context of what you were asking but like how it to is. deal with veterans or help us out or whatever else to me that that's probably something that would help out with me is just treat I'm not a vet you know yeah sorry i don't yeah. know how to answer that no, <laughs> no that's i love a perfect that i love answer. that answer because i think i think i think even in my question stedman i'm i think i think you answered it's humbling because i think even in in the question that i answered now i feel like I had the group on a pedestal and it sounds like the answer is like, don't, don't even do that. I just feel like, I mean, it's, this is only for me though. Like I definitely feel like there's some things overall over the, over the time period of being a veteran that I either I didn't enjoy or I didn't, 
in work. So it's like, you know, getting mm-hmm. into the workforce or whatever else as a veteran, you know, Hey, yeah, we're all veteran supportive. Like people hire you on and then they expect you to be completely flawless. Like you're just veterans are awesome. They can work hard and everything else, right. and, you know, or they can do this. And it's just, there's this level of expectation that I feel like mm-hmm. that gets immediately established. Like once you know that you're a veteran or something like that. And to me, I just was like, sorry guys, I screw up, you know, like, and I, yeah. so for me, there was always this extra added pressure. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, man, screw it. I'm not going to talk about being a veteran anymore. Just let me do my own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that, and that's for me. And I can't say that's going to be for everybody else at all. Like, I definitely feel like I'm an edge case. Um, no, but I feel bad for even asking you to speak for everybody. I'm like two minutes, <laughs> like two minutes after this question. I'm like, that's a really shitty question. <laughs> well, yeah. And then I'm just like praising you over here. I'm like, this is amazing. You're doing great for veterans. You need to build we're this learning. community. No, we're learning. Yeah. Well, and that's is- the thing is like, that's what I have to like, I have to try to maybe potentially accept is that even though this may be an edge case or this is a twisted mindset or whatever else, but like maybe some of the words in there may resonate with one person over here or one, some, yeah. someone over there or whatever else, like just, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, one of the, yeah, I don't know, man, there's, there's just been a lot of things that have been told to me over the time. And it's just, you know, something we said 10 years ago, and then it finally takes, you know, finally makes sense now, you know, mm-hmm. or, yeah. or something like that. It's just weird during the process, process but yeah, well, what, but don't yeah, feel man. bad about asking questions, man. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to try <laughs> to like <laughs> illuminate the veterans, but, and not, and to go over like back to Jordan, what she was saying too, about like my community. I mean, I'm definitely wanting to bring in my community because I have like this cause, not this cause, but this, this solution I'm trying to find. But mm-hmm. outside of that, it's not even just about the GIs or, or my community. It's also about women. And, and I'm especially a big advocate about tech moms and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, moms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, to me, the tech sphere, the tech world is open, wide open to everybody now. And yeah. so I don't care. Like, it, to me, I just want I want people in my hometown to start getting into tech, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, my mom. <laughs> When I was a kid of about 10 years old, my mom took me and my sister to go to the, like the, the cavern, Longhorn Caverns, this state park. And she paid with penny rolls, man. And I just, I don't think any mom has to ever do that. And like, now there's this ability to get into tech, you know, people that don't have the ability to go to college or whatever else, you know, and like they can get in there and now they can actually, they can still have their family and everything else, but now they don't have to pay for things with penny rolls or whatever else, you know? So, I mean, I don't know, to me, I just, awesome. I'm trying to get it out to everybody and just be like, dude, you can do it. I don't, I don't. Uh, I've definitely been through a lot of adversity on this tra- path. So I definitely believe that a lot of people, there's a lot of things they can go through just to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to push that out there the best I can. So I love that. I mean, I'm a tech, Man. I'm a tech mom, but <laughs> I like, I, so I totally resonate with this. I think it's a great thing to get the word yeah. out. I completely agree with you. I'm like, everyone should work here. It's great. The salaries are nice. The benefits, the benefits. are good. Yeah. Like it's a pretty good gig. Right. So oh, I yeah. totally, yeah. totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautifully said both of you. <laughs> I can't do anything. Yeah. Cannot add anything. Won't try to add anything. Um, <laughs> honestly yeah i think i think there's plenty more we could talk about but i'm i think that maybe winding it down here is just perfect yeah Stab i'm just here. getting warmed up man <laughs> let's go hey we're gonna have you on again yeah yeah. Right. yeah man we that was the thing right with uh, this part of the deal having you on once uh we didn't sign a contract or anything but no uh, no verbal does not contract. feel like you, you and i talk all the time i thought hey if we're gonna keep talking let's just record it and play yeah. it to you know the millions of listeners that we have we literally have like three so don't even worry 
It's Logan's <laughs> wife and like one other person <laughs> and his mom. It's my mom, yeah. actually. My wife, <laughs> yeah. my wife very rarely listens. Oh, John and she doesn't feels listen. Bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't she, listen. She has she has some guilt, but uh, nah. it's mostly my mom and my sister and Jordan's mom. Um, Not even. Jill doesn't even listen. <laughs> Sister-in-law sometimes does. So Okay, cool. Good job, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my family's carrying carrying the bulk of the listener load on on the on this side of things, but yeah, um, we gotta you know, have I'm you. Sure. We gotta have you back on. So we gotta yeah. we're gonna hold yeah. you to this, and next time we want some action items and follow up on what you've been oh, doing. Sweet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely one I try to do is get back. Yeah, especially kind of especially this early part of my career and everything else. I definitely want to try to. You know, I don't know. I hate the word document, but like I definitely want it because I definitely feel like I have more of a credible voice at this stage for like mm-hmm. you know the veterans or for the moms or anybody that's just trying to jump in through this boot camp situation um, or whatever else. I definitely feel like right now I have the credibility. You know, five years from now, whatever wherever I'm at. I didn't yeah. just go through. I didn't just make, you know, break through that wall, you know? So yeah. I'm definitely trying to capitalize on the time right now. It's just also, it's like, Hey, I got to get life in you know, the right <laughs> spot too. So. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I was going to tell you also something too. That's pretty awesome about it. It's like literally for the last two weeks, like every day, two or three di- times a week, I literally call my mom, like just to call and say, Hey, what's up? And they'd be like, how's it feel to know that your son's an engineer? Like yeah. literally oh, I, yeah. I do that awesome. every single day. That's, <laughs> that's cool. like, so, so y'all fun. might have a new listener at some point in her too. So. Yeah, yeah. Send her over. We got to have her on the pod sometime. Yeah, she can be on next. That'd be great. (laughs) We've talked about doing doing a mom a mom's only show with mom's mom's takeover, where all of our moms come and just run the show. All right, man. Well, thank you. Too nice of a show, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Thanks so much for your time. We know you got lots going on. we know you're taking care of a lot of a lot of people, a lot of different things on your end. Um, so we seriously appreciate it. We know how valuable your time is. Um, I always love talking to you. We we talk frequently, not frequently enough. We got to make this like a weekly thing where you and I you and I catch up and talk shop, brother. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, and thank you for being a mentor to me and Jordan. Thanks for being here, and it's definitely been exciting, kind of like hearing about you over the you know since the podcast started and everything. So thanks for having me on, y'all. Yeah, it's so yep. nice to meet you. I loved this discussion. So thanks. Same. Yeah. All right. Appreciate let's, it. Let's uh, let's button it up, Jordan. What uh, what do you uh, you got dessert tonight or what? Yeah, we got some lava cakes. So lava cakes. Yeah. Okay. I'm officially I'm officially out of shows right now, which is good. It's a good thing. I but I've got binged a show nothing. this weekend. What did you binge? Euphoria. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so some light, some light. Uh, television oh yeah, it was light really viewing. lighthearted. It was pretty casual, not heavy at all. I was not by myself. My husband was definitely around. It was we were in a I good headspace seen... this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta set a reminder to uh, send a check-in text to Jordan <laughs> no, later. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched Euphoria. I finished Stranger Things. Uh, Barry season three <sighs> is over, so and it good. rocked my freaking world. Better Call Saul is in between the yeah. last two parts mm-hmm. of this last season. I'm like, I'm officially out of stuff to watch. So yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm watching like Peaky Blinders. Oh, Peaky Blinders. I just yeah, finished good Peaky Blinders. Good recommendation. Oh, I loved it. Sorry. Okay. That's a good one. I'm going to get on that. That's a good call. I started it, but lost some steam and haven't finished it. Steadman for the win. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Peaky, I'm gonna go watch Peaky Plus Blinders. Plus one. It's great. Okay. I'm out. Steadman. Well, Steadman, what are you up to tonight? Um, I'm going to play with rubber bands. I don't know. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. No, no I'm going to be it. doing a lot of reading up on design systems and stuff like that. There's like that's just all I do right now. I don't do anything other than just kind of do this stuff and hang out with mom. So yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Love it. Can't beat that. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. See ya. See ya.